Thank you for joining us for the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. And remember, if you are ever in our area, please stop by. We'll make you feel right at home. Now, let's join Pastor George Logan for today's message. We seek the creator of the principles and not the principles themselves. Many people would use these kind of principles and, and not necessarily uh, want a relationship with the principle giver. And so it's important as, as we are going through these principles, these are principles that you can use in any aspect of your life, I believe. But really to, to gain the true um, power of it is to know the creator of them and to know him intimately, to know Jesus Christ. The whole goal of Christianity and the new birth is to birth us into a new relationship and is to birth us into a relationship with Jesus Christ. So as we're going through different a, B's, and C's, or the one, two, threes of different things. It's important for us to know that those are not what God is all about relative to the, the relationship. And so um, it, it, it's not just a good message on how-tos. It's coming from a place, and that place is in Christ. So I, my, de my desire for you in this is to know Jesus Christ, the giver of each principle, the one who put it in motion. And so let's go. Let's start off. So we've talked about principles now or laws, um, and these laws govern our life if we use them. And, and Jesus being the principal giver of these, most of what we've been talking about comes from the book of Luke and the book of John. And uh, they're actually direct quotes from Jesus. Uh, that we're sharing. So these are the, the, the one who's given us the principles is Jesus himself. And so he's telling us, um, that, and we said that laws are, are actions that cause predictable consequences. So these actions, that if we do them, uh, they have predictable consequences. We can determine what's going to happen based upon our keeping of these laws. So let's go to the book of book of Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. Let's start at verse 32. All right. This will be a, a story that I think most of us are, are familiar with. It says, two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him, that being him, Jesus. And when they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross. And the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched, the leaders the crowd watched and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself if he is really God's Messiah, the chosen one. And the soldiers mocked him, too, by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. A sign was fastened above him with these words, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals, everyone say one. 
one of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes. But this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied back to him, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. So we had two criminals hanging right beside Jesus. Two on the execution table, as it were, on the cross, getting ready to be executed. One of them looks over and scoffs at Jesus. If you're the Messiah, then save yourself and save us too. And Jesus didn't respond to him at all. The other one said, what are you, what are you doing, man? We belong up here. He doesn't. And I believe at that point he looked over at Jesus and said, hey, Remember me when you get into your kingdom. Because I've heard some stuff about you. And just in watching you while you're up here on this cross and how you're not like us and how you're not vengeful and how you're not sorrow, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And just that easily, Jesus looked back at him and said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Two people, two people, same opportunity. One missed out on the opportunity. One gained the opportunity of his life. One is changed forevermore. Simply by a mere acknowledgement. An acknowledgement of the person who was right beside you. An acknowledgement of the comfort or of the, of the um, opportunity that is right in front of you. And so today I want to talk to you, uh, us about uh, recognition, acknowledgement and recognition. Acknowledgement and recognition. I believe many of us miss out on opportunities in our life because we fail to acknowledge and we fail to recognize and so we go through many challenges in our life because of those two things, not acknowledging and not recognizing. Had that guy that was on the, Jesus didn't, he, he wasn't just going to take one of them. I think he would have taken both of them. Had, one, had both of them acknowledged, he both of them would have ended up in paradise that day. But only one of them did. And so I want to talk to us about a few pointers concerning uh, acknowledgement and recognition. Now, I'm pr pretty sure most of you know what the word acknowledgement means, and I'm pretty sure most of you know what the word uh, r uh, recognition means. But just in case, I want to give you a couple of definitions. Acknowledgement means the acceptance of truth or the existence of something or someone. The acceptance of truth or the existence of something or someone. Recognition, much like acknowledgement, the identification of something or someone 
you previously of you previous of previous knowledge of or the acceptance of the validity of something or the truthfulness of something. And so if we fail to do those two things, acknowledge, accept the truth of something, or accept the uh, or identify the validity or the truthfulness of an individual, we can miss out on a lot. We can miss out on so much. So, uh, if you're taking notes, write this down. Acceptance and recognition is the conversation we must have with ourselves. Acceptance and recognition is an internal conversation that if we have it, we'll be the better for it. In other words, we need to be asking the question, who is that? What is that? When is that? How is that? That's a conversation that we need to constantly have is what, what, what is being said here? Even as you're sitting here today, do you know how many people leave here, some set more free and some still in the same shape they were when they came in? Because some people fail to acknowledge. Some people fail to um, recognize what they need at the time that it comes by. There were many people who did not get healed when Jesus was walking through uh, Nazareth and, and Jerusalem and Judea. And a lot of people who didn't acknowledge him. And they lost out. Simply because of a lack of acknowledgement. Jesus even said, read the scriptures. When you read them, they're talking about me. So they had blind spots. They couldn't, they couldn't, they didn't have an internal conversation with themselves about what's really going on here. And, and I think most people are unconscious that way. I believe most people are living in a state of unconsciousness. No different than someone who's laid up and strapped to a bed who are at the time unconscious of their surroundings. When we're walking through life, man, let's pick things up as we're going along. Let's acknowledge things. Let's, let's recognize what is in front of us. Let's see who's over there. Let's, let's see what is, 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 uh, uh, opportunities lie ahead of us. While we're in here today, you should be grabbing hold of the Word of God. There should be an intensity to your listening. An intensity, like edge of the seat kind of. Like, I'm not going to miss a word because something I hear today might change my life just like it changed that, that criminal's life. This criminal went from hell bound to paradise in a matter of seconds. Just through a mere acknowledgement. Just through a mere recognition. The word of God says, acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your path. What if every day we woke up in the morning, before we did anything else, we acknowledged him? We asked him about our day. We asked him what we should be doing, what we shouldn't be doing. We asked him about relationships we should be involved in or not. What if we did it? What if we had that internal kind of conversation on a regular basis that we stayed in a constant state of consciousness? You know what happens when you go unconscious behind the wheel of a car? 
when you sleep behind the wheel of a car? You're fortunate if you hear this sound and you wake up. That means you're out of bounds, right? And that's, that is for the purposes of what? Acknowledgement. Recognize, but you're about to hit, you're about to hit the bank. You're going to die. That's what it's about. It's about recognizing. Hear that sound. Be conscious. Those rivets in the road are for the purposes of keeping us conscious. God's word is for the purposes of keeping us conscious. So that we constantly recognize, acknowledge what's in front of us. So we need to constantly have that constant talk. What's God trying to tell me? What's God trying to say to me right now? Not just mere, mere uh, uh, religion where we're just coming. No, it's God walk with me. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. He's our advocate. He's our helper. He's our standby. He's the one that's going to be with us all the time. Utilize him. He will give us unctions. Acknowledge those unctions. Number two. Without acknowledgement and recognition, you can never move forward. You see, the beginning of change is always recognizing that you need to change. <laughs> you can't change until you recognize that there's change needed. Until you can acknowledge some things. Until, until you get the truth about you, an accurate picture of where you are. And until that happens, you are, you are a disaster waiting to happen. I hate to put it in those terms, but that's the truth of the matter. If you never, ever acknowledge what God is saying to you, you are a disaster waiting to happen. And thank God for praying people. Praying people can save you for a while, but it ultimately it's up to you. Ultimately, it's your will. Ultimately, you've got to do something. Acknowledgement. Without acknowledgement, you can never move forward. You can go around in circles. <laughs> you can stand still, but you can't move forward. Because you're going to need to know how to get to the next place. And it's only through acknowledgement that you're able to get there. Number three, acknowledgement and recognition may sometimes need others to show us our blind spots. Acknowledgement and recognition, we need to sometimes have other people in our lives that can show us, man, you, you need to acknowledge this right over here. You need to see some things about yourself. And guess what? We need to invite them in. We need to give them a license to say where my blind spot is and not get offended by it, not get hurt by it. Have the right kind of people around us who are going to tell us the truth about us, about me. Did you hear me? In other words, acknowledgement and recognition, it means that I want to be accurate in all aspects of my life. I want to be accurate. What, 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 if the target is there and I'm looking over here, what good is it for me to even point the gun? 
I'm looking way over here, and maybe I've got proper form. Maybe I'm doing it just right. Maybe my breathing technique is just right. But I'm missing the target by a long shot. The target is here. I need someone to say, um, you are not where you need to be. You need to be there. You know, when I was in the military, um, one of my biggest challenges, I mean, I was doing so good. man. I was, I was acing, uh, literally, I was acing everything. I aced the run. I aced the push-ups. I aced the shooting. I even aced the, the M16. I mean, I'm shooting hot shot. You know, I'm, I was doing everything. But when it got down to the uh, uh, compass course, they put me in remedial. <laughs> I mean, because I, 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 so they'll, they'll give you a, a they'll, they'll give you a, what do you call it? Um, they give you a grid. And, they, 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 and, and so you're supposed to look at your grid and shoot an azimuth and, and you know, and, and go to some target. And the way they know that, you know, they have several of them out there in different space. But some of them are close enough so it could be almost like it was it. But it wasn't. I'm trumping through the woods. And I get there and I put my, my coordinates down or whatever. It was, it's been a long time, so I can't remember exactly. And I put everything, what I'm supposed to, whatever I'm supposed to do to mark that I was at that spot. I'm feeling real good about it. I said, I am. I am. Matter of fact, they came and asked, they came and said, you know, you are up for um, whatever, whatever um, um, award. And then they said, well, let's see how you did overall. And they looked at my, uh, my compass score and I said, sorry, you, you ain't going to win today. <laughs> And I had to sit in that class. I had to go back to remedial compass reading. And to be honest, I think they passed me. I, <laughs> I think they just passed me. Like, this dude is never going to get it right. I couldn't shoot a straight asthma. I just, for whatever reason, I start, now I just, I just miss it some kind of way. So some of us are doing the same thing with our lives. It's all right. I mean, I mean, I, I didn't, this didn't, wasn't dependent upon my life. It could have been if we were in a real wartime situation, but it wasn't. But how many of us are shooting a wrong, a wrong azimuth? How many of us are shooting, uh, uh, having a compass in the wrong direction? It's through acknowledgement. It's through recognition that we get back on track. And we need people in our lives who God will bring along our path to help us. Don't fight with your help. They're there to help us. They're there to help us get to where God wants us to be. I would have loved for someone as I'm walking through the woods, G.I. George, <laughs> to have said, hey, George, you're off track. Back over here, George. I didn't have anyone. It was just me and the compass. And we didn't make good partners. But had I known, had I had, I had someone to just pop up in the woods and say, hey, George, wrong way. That would have helped me so much. But guess what? God does that for us. He does put people around us who, when we're off track, they'll tell us, hey, get back on track. Get back. You're missing it. 
You're not where you need to be. So we have all of us, look at yourself, we all have blind spots. It is the fool. You hear me? It is the fool. I didn't call you a fool. I said it is the fool who will not acknowledge that they have blind spots. And that person will always end up in a ditch. A few more things concerning recognition and acknowledgement. Acknowledgement and recognition gives us an honest and accurate picture of where we really are. I think we've already kind of touched on that just a little bit. But you can never get to where you're going until you know where you... Say that again. Church, say it. You can never get to where you're going until you know where you are. Exactly. It does me no good to say uh, uh, there's the place... You need to go there if I don't know where I am at. I have to have an orientation as to where I'm at so that I can get to where I'm going. Acknowledgement and recognition gives us an honest and accurate picture of where we really are. And, and, and with that, we, we, need, we need four people. I had someone call me the other day, and they had listened to our broadcast and they said, um, he said, man, I just want to call and, and say to you, um, you know, I have, I have uh, uh, con- some constructive criticism for you. And, um, and, and to be honest, both of them were positive. Uh, anytime we're trying to grow, everything we receive is positive. And so he shared with me, uh, you know, how much he enjoyed the style in which I, I minister in, the teaching style. And, and that's not necessarily something I... I, I work on it. It's just who I am. I, mean, I don't know how to. I don't know how to do it any other way. I really don't. If I could, if I could bellow like, like say T.D. Jakes, I probably would. If I could do that, I, I just can't. You know, that's that's not me. It's not who I am. So I have to be true to who I am. And so he was just saying that, that he enjoyed that kind of the way I presented uh, the Word of God, the way God uses me. Um, and then uh, and then one other was was simply that. You need to be on. You need to be on YouTube. You need more stuff on YouTube. I said, "Well, that's positive, positive, right?" But I, I took that. I was like, "Well, we're, we're working. We got a library. We're going to do some more stuff." But I, I, I braced myself when he said, "I got, I got something." And so, but you know, it, but he could have said anything. He happened to say that, but he could have said, "You know what? Um, you need to work on your English a little better." <laughs> you know, that's what he could have said. You know, you need to work on how you. No, he could have said that, and I, and I would have received it. Um, and, and I do. I really, you know, I listen to myself sometimes. I'm like, hurrah, I sound like mushmouth sometimes. <laughs> but that's all right. I, I want to be better. I want to be able to deliver God's word better because I don't want there to be any obstructions to you being able to receive from God, you know? I don't want there to be things that about me that are so glaring that you can't hear the word. So I want to be better that way. And that's why I listen to other ministers. And I listen to other ways of the ministry of the word of God so that I can be that. So that you guys can receive that the food is well prepared when you get here. So we, but we all need that. I say all that to say this. Invite it into your life. Matter of fact, I heard something just recently. And a guy was saying, he was teaching on, on uh, conflict. And he said, you know what? Uh, you need to be able to go to people and ask them. Ask them, um, um, 
what's wrong? Is there anything wrong? In other words, actually go after. Go after accuracy. Don't wait for it to land on your, your door. Go after it. Say, you know what? Uh, can you tell me what? You know, if, you, if you're leading something, go and ask. You know, what, what, what's, what's going on here? What, is there some areas that we can do better? What, 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 are you, what, what is going on with you right now? And, and you know, sometimes this, that's, it can be a little icky. But if you want to be accurate, you've got to suffer through some ickiness. How many of you parents would love for your children to come and ask you, uh, which way do I go? Huh? Which way do I go? Which way do I go? How many of you would just love to hear that phone call and say, you know what, I'm having a little challenge. What do you think, Dad? What, what, what can you give to me in 25, 30, 40 years of experience, 50 years of experience? What, what can you tell me? How many of you? How many of you? Well, that's what our Heavenly Father wants. That's why he says, acknowledge me in all your ways. Daddy, what do you think about this? Not starting out on our azimuth trail and fail to ask him where it is that we should really be going. And asking him, can, can you bless this mess that I'm in right now? And he said, did I cause the mess? <laughs> I wasn't responsible for the mess. I can show you how to get out of the mess, but I'm not going to pronounce a blessing on the mess that you created. So many times we're asking for a life rope, a lifeline on some things that we did because we didn't acknowledge him first. You wonder where that other criminal is right now? I bet he's right now, right now in eternity saying, oh, I wish I had done what the other guy did. I wish I had just said, can I be with you today in paradise? When you come into your kingdom, can I be with you? Those simple words. Instead of mocking, instead of thinking he knew what he didn't know, he could be living in paradise right now. I hope that went in everyone. Listen, 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 listen. (laughs) Last one. Acknowledgement and recognition is one of the best gifts listen, is one of the best gifts we can give ourselves. Acknowledgement and recognition is one of the best gifts that we can give ourselves. Give yourself that gift. Surround yourself. Surround yourself with people who know more than you do. Well, how do we do that, Pastor? Well, do it. You, you, can you read? Can you listen? Can you take advantage of opportunities that, 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 are, that are close by to you? Do you know some older people, more experienced people? Then go ask them. They can give you the benefit of what they know. So give ourselves a gift. Next thing, we're going to move on from there. Did you get something out of that part right there? Good deal. All right, let's move on then. Let's look at something else here. Look at the law of, you're going to like this. 
law of duty and responsibility. So if you would turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 17. Luke 17. All right. So <clears throat> we're going to read several, several passages in this, and, and I think you'll, you'll see where it's going when we get there. The, the law of duty and responsibility. So one day Jesus said to his, verse 1, one day Jesus said to his disciples, there will always be temptations to sin, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? It would be better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone hung around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to fall into sin. So watch yourselves. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. And if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks forgiveness, you must forgive. So what is that? That's a what? A duty and a responsibility, isn't it? Let me ask you as we read that. Did he ask you to feel like forgiving him? Did it did it did you see in there or did you hear this played out as you as you as you as you listen to that? Did you hear me things that every time I feel the spirit moving in my soul, I'll forgive every time I feel the spirit. Moving in my heart, I will love. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I'll agonize. Every time I feel the Spirit moving in my heart, I'll be kind. It didn't say that, does it? It didn't say any of those. But I think that's how we approach the gospel. We're waiting for the feeling. We want to be led by our feelings. We don't want to be led by obedience. We don't want to, by duty, do it. We want to have a cosmic experience. We want to hear the sound of heaven. Ah, 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 and then, oh, I'm going to pray right now. I'm gonna, this, is, this is the environment for prayer, right? No, it doesn't say that. And I think that's why many of us miss it so many times is because we want it to be a feeling. And even when we read the Bible, we, we approach it many times as we look at the disciples and we look at they did in the book of Acts, we approach it as though they were having some type of emotional sensation when they did what they did. They weren't feeling nothing. Guess what? They were just like us. If we remove ourselves from, from and make them superheroes or superhuman, then we cannot gain from them. There was a time in the Bible where the prophets came and told uh, Paul. He says, he says, I prophesy, I say to you that when you go to Jerusalem, it's going, you're, going to, you're going to be tied up. They're going to bind you. You're going to be put in jail. And he said, none of these things move me. 
And likewise, it should be the same for us. None of these things move me. I'm doing this out of duty and responsibility. I know what God has called me to. I was struggling. I was challenged with, a, with an area of, of forgiveness just recently. And, 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 and then the Lord just spoke to me. He said, stop trying to feel like forgiveness and just do it. Just act it out. You don't need to feel nothing. Just do it. Let's move on. Let's see some other scriptures here. Chapter 7 and verse 10. Chapter 17 and 7. Let's look at that real quick. 17 and 7. And then a servant comes in from, when a, when a servant comes in from plowing to, or taking care of sheep, does he, his master say, come in and eat with me? No, he says, prepare my meal, put on your apron, and serve me while I eat. Then you can eat later. And does the master thank the servant for doing what he has told to do? Of course not. In the same way, when you obey me, you should say, we are unworthy servants who have only, have simply done our duty. Now, this is so powerful. I, I want you to get this piece because it, the lead into this, and I think it's, it's broader than just forgiveness, it's in all areas of our life. If we grasp duty and responsibility, if we grasp that piece, then we're going to go a long way. Listen, let me give you a few, about few, maybe four or five pointers here as well. All right? So here we go. Now, down at the bottom of this, uh, Jesus is, 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 is hanging or is, is, is um, uh, getting ready to be crucified. And he says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled his clothes by throwing dice. So again, he wasn't led by the, the, the feelings of it. He just did what was right to do. So, the law of duty and forgiveness, and duty and responsibility. Number one, when we obey out of duty and responsibility, we divorce ourselves from the emotions of it. When we, when we obey out of duty and responsibility, we divorce ourselves from the emotions of it. The emotions will stifle us. Because most of the things that God will have us do we're great against our feelings. We'll have to go contrary to. We'll have to operate in the law of opposites. And so it has nothing to do with whether we feel like it or not. It just has to do with, is this, okay, um, I'm going to work today. What do you want me to do today? Okay, I want you to mop up that floor. Um, I don't feel like it. Um, well, your responsibility today is to clean the dishes. Mmm, I, I, I just did my nails. I don't feel like it. No, no. When it's our duty and our responsibility, we just do it. How many of you work on a job where when they come in, when you come into the job that day, they asked you, well, how are you feeling today? Because if you're not feeling well, we want to we wanna set up a room for you darken the lights, get a pillow for you, and you just have a little set down for a little while until you can gather yourself emotionally. 
And then after you've gathered yourself emotionally, and, and when you feel like coming out to work, then you just, you just come on out. <laughs> Anyone have that on a job? Anyone have those kind of? A- anyone? Joe, when you were working in, 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 in maintenance and, in, uh, uh, not, what do you call it? When you maintenance and taking care of plumbing and all that kind of stuff, did they ever ask you, well, Joe, well, if you don't like the smell, just, just let it go for a little while until, it's, until it ceases and simmers down a little bit. They never said that? You mean they never, ever uh, asked you about your feelings? Never? They never asked you, well, Joe, how you feeling today? Because we, we got a big job for you, but we want to make sure you're feeling okay. Never. You hear that? 30-some years, 40-some years of, of working, and they never asked him about his feelings. Because it was his duty. It was his responsibility. He signed on for it. And said, so when we are part of the kingdom of God, we sign on for forgiveness. Do you hear me? It doesn't come with feelings. It's like mopping the floor. You just go and do it. You just do it. Listen to this. Number two, the person who is able to detach himself emotionally will complete more tasks than the one who won't. The person is able to detach himself, detach himself from it emotionally. And that's both positively and negatively. The positive part of that, you know, there are killers out there in the world, aren't there? And, and, and a lot of those killers, they don't, have, they don't have no emotions. That's what allows them to go out and do what they do. But there's a positive aspect of that as well, a very positive, that when we get beyond our feelings... We can complete every task at hand. I mean, this one kind of adds on to this, that particular statement, but listen to this one as well. Um, duty and responsibility. Well, let me, let me, let me move. Um, duty and responsibility equips us and prepares us for disappointment, interruptions, and disruptions. Because I don't know about anyone else. Uh, but my life in 55 years of living why you laugh that's, that's, a, that's a considerable amount it's not the longest time but it's a considerable amount of time you know I've had since, since becoming a Christian I've had disappointments I've had interruptions. I've had some destructions. I've had all of those. But I'm reminded of what Jesus says. In this world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, for I've overcome all of them. So it's, it's, it, it's easier to to move out in life anticipating some interruptions, anticipating some destructions and some, and some disappointments than to move out thinking that that's not going to happen. 
that you're, you're not going to have some, some things come along your life that are going to try to derail you. That last night, uh, while we were sleeping cozied in our bed, um, my son uh, wasn't feeling good. Uh, Joel wasn't feeling well. And so he, he took the opportunity uh, to, uh, to all over the floor. Thank God it was, ended up in his, the sheets. So now, I mean, it didn't end up all on the floor. It ended up, <laughs> y'all understand what I'm saying? So I was grateful. When I looked at it, I was like, well, it ain't as bad as it could have been. And so he's, you know, he's, um, you know, he's, Kim is like Tim, my wife, who didn't deal well with the disruption. Like, how come you didn't, couldn't you just got into the bathroom? Couldn't you just got there? Why did, why, how come you didn't just get up? You're a big boy now, Joel. <laughs> I'm like, babe, babe. I said, pipe down. I said, just pipe down. It happens, right? I'm, I'm waiting for the day it happens to her. <laughs> so I can say, couldn't you just got to the bathroom, Kim? The bathroom's right beside your bed. How could, no, he couldn't. It just, just, just propelled out. It just, so, so I didn't make a big deal out of it other than, but I got up. I went, put on my rubber gloves. Took a, took a trash bag up with me, gathered the sheet, picked up the, <laughs> stuck it into the trash can, got some, some, some spray stuff, this, uh, the, you know, odor and stain remover stuff, sprayed it down, and, 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 and did all that I was new to do, and that was it. It just is. Do you hear me? Disruptions in life, it just is. Interruptions in life, it just is. You just, you just keep on moving. And what, what, it, wastes, it was whatever my wife said during that moment didn't make a hill of beans. The next time it happens, it's going to happen the same way. <laughs> If it happens again. So it was, it, was, it was useless to get emotional about it. Huh? Tell them. All right, Joel. <laughs> so what am I trying to say? Is it things, we should anticipate those things happening. Right? We should anticipate. Not get up on, but keep our cool. Keep our... Keep our emotional quotient. Keep our level. Just know that, you know, God is going to deliver me from this. I'm not even going to get upset about this. I'm not going to get out of whack about this. I'm just going to keep on moving on. And that's how, that's how, my friends, that's how we, uh, what, is, what is the law we're touching on right now? Duty and responsibility. Thank you. We're about to close out. We're almost done. So when it comes to doing the things of God, number four, or num yeah, the last one, duty and responsibility is a much higher ground than fame and popularity. 
Did you hear me? Duty and responsibility. Just do it. Just do it. Just, just forgive. Just walk in love. Just be kind. Just tell the truth. Those types of things. That's our duty. That's our responsibility. Someone offends you. What is the duty and the responsibility? To forgive. It's just that easy. Don't get caught up in a lot. When someone offends you, think of it as just like someone just threw up on your bed. What you going to do? You're going to wallow in it? Huh? You're going to walk around it for the rest of your life? When I first came to it and I first had to clean up that mess, and I get sorry for going back there again, but, but man, I'm like, I'm choking myself. But I knew it had to get done. And, and listen, listen, listen to this. If you get this right here, duty and responsibility, when you do it, the back end of it is a lot easier than the front end of duty and responsibility. Just do it. It'll get easier. When I got down to the last little bit of it, it didn't smell as bad anymore. And there was a sense of accomplishment. No, I'm, I'm very serious. And, and the same is true. Listen to me. The same is true when we do the spiritual things. When we just do what God says, it may be difficult in the front end. It may be hard to do initially. But if you'll cut yourself off and detach yourself from the feelings of it and just go do your duty, just, just go do your responsibility, just go do what, what, what God tells us to do, and, and don't get caught up in the minutiae of, of they said, she said, or why should I? Just, just, just do it. Look at your neighbor and say, just do it. Just do it. Just walk by faith. Just walk by faith and not by sight. Why do you got to feel like it's going to happen? Why do you got to feel like it's going to take place? No, just, just do what the Word of God says. Just do it. In every aspect of our life, if we'll take on that type of attitude, and let me say this last part as we close. It's not saying that you're not going to be rewarded. It's saying don't pat yourself on the back like, you're gonna, like the obedience is, needs an applause. He says in his word that he will give us rewards. There's a reward for doing right. There's a reward for doing duty and responsibility. There's a reward for doing what God tells us to do. But you're not going to fill it down here. You've been listening to the Change Lives, Changing Lives radio broadcast, a ministry of New Day Christian Church. Please visit us at our website at www.newdaycc.com. Again, that's www.newdaycc.com. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please tell others. And if you ever get the opportunity, please come visit us at New Day Christian Church.